Hey guys, capitalism got you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Productivity porn has created a business around making you think that constantly being productive will lead to a fulfilling life. However, this mindset has created unhappy, anxious, and burnt out people. On our podcast, we aim to entertain by providing useless information just for the joy of it and giving you time in the day to stop the gears of capitalism. And if you're thinking, what's the point of this podcast, then we invite you to be a part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 37 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. I'm your host, Courtney, and this week I cried in the streets of downtown Victoria because I saw a pigeon with a broken leg. I'm your host, Lydia, and this week I watered my plants with poop water. Ooh. Ooh. We got a lot to unpack here at yeah, the start of the episode. This is a weird guys. week. Yeah. Tell me tell me about the, the pigeon tears, the tears you shed for our fellow... Oh. Our fellow dog of the sky. It was pigeon. it was so sad, man. It was so sad. I saw him. We were going to like an event, and I saw him on the way there. But I didn't think it was too weird. He was just kind of sitting on, you know, in this little like alleyway. I was like, okay, whatever. He's just hanging mm-hmm. out, you know, taking a little break, taking a little rest. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of late at night, and we were like walking back, and it was like a, in the same area. And I saw him sitting on the side of the sidewalk, and I was like, that's kind of weird. Like I don't normally see pigeons just like hanging out that much. Yeah. And then he tried to, like, take a step, and he, like, stumbled and, like, kind of fell over. And I looked down, and I saw that his leg was, like, broken, and he was just sitting there, and he couldn't move, and he couldn't go anywhere, and... Yeah, I started crying. It was really heartbreaking. And, like, you just... I didn't know what to do. I was like, is there someone I can call? Like, I don't think wildlife, like, things want pigeons. I don't think they're the wildlife that they rehabilitate. But I was like, what can I do Mm. for this poor freaking pigeon? He's just, like, stumbling around downtown. He looks so sad. He was, like, hanging his head. And, like, his feathers were kind of, like, fluffed up. And see? Oh, my God. See? So (laughs) sad. So I was just walking around downtown just crying because of the pigeon. And I've been thinking about him all week. That's poor so guy sad. i hope I, he's okay i wonder if he's okay i wonder if he managed to fly away and just like do something but, like how does he land if he doesn't have a oh leg God. one leg landing can they do that i feel like I they'll know. topple over oh god i hope he figured it out i hope he's okay I'm just going to tell myself he's okay because I can't think about the alternative. <laughs> no, no. I'm not in the mental it's space to do that. Absolutely. I don't want to explore that. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Tell us about the poop water. Let's move on from this okay. depressing. <laughs> so the poop water. So I'm growing uh, my own cannabis at home and mm. I... My mom has a horse and she brings home horse manure from the barn and she brought it back in this like big tub and she left it outside overnight and it rained and I was like, mom, like, do you still have that horse manure? Like, I want to put it into the plants so that they get lots of nutrition or whatever, you know? Yeah. And she was like, oh, I do, but it rained last night and now there's just like a whole like layer of just like damp shit water. (laughs) And she was like... But you could use that. <laughs> and she came outside <laughs> with me and I, I held up a cup as she dumped sh- poop water into the cup. 
and I watered my plants with it. Oh, <laughs> yum! <laughs> Some good so poop nasty. soup. I did. I really poop soup. <laughs> I really couldn't think about it too much because it was so nasty. I was like, "What is? What am I holding in my hand right now? Just like poop soup." Gave it to the plants. I'm sure they're thriving. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they test. loved it. Probably yeah, not a great probably. experience for you, but I'm sure no. your plants had a real good time. It was a little visceral. It was a little bit much for me. <laughs> it was a little barn life, you know? Yeah, I love Circle that. Of life. I love that for you. It's the, the horses poop and they make trees grow. Yeah. The circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. So beautiful. It is beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> Everything in life has a purpose. Mm, even the poop even soup. The poop soup. <laughs> And if you think about it, maybe, like, the water actually extracted some of the better minerals from the poop that would have taken longer because you water yeah. on top of the poop anyways. Exactly. So you're, you're just, just, you're just expediting the, the process. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> you should sell it. Whoa. There's an idea. Yeah. Fertilizer. Poop exactly. soup. Exactly. <laughs> Good soup. Poop soup. Now is the part of the podcast where we talk about the poll from last week. Last week, as you may or may not remember, we talked about some DNA stuff and we talked about CERN and about how we might be living in a black hole. So on our Instagram at very.unimportant.people, we asked you for your opinions. You can tune in and try to do that as well if you want on every Wednesday, Thursday. So the first question was, <laughs> would you eat your favorite celebrity's lab-grown meat in a salami? 87% of you said, no, thank you to lab-grown celebrity meat, even if it's in a salami. Totally fair. Fair. Totally fair. But those, that, that 13% that <laughs> said yes, <laughs> you're, uh, you're living. Y'all, you are yeah. truly, truly living. Y'all, y'all seeking that like excitement, you know? I like it. Mm -hmm. I want to channel some of that energy. <laughs> All right. The next question was, has your life been in a steady increase of insanity since 2012? <laughs> you guys, 83% of you said yes. <laughs> this, is, this is pretty convincing evidence. <laughs> I totally, totally agree with this. Like nothing has ever registered with me more than this statement of like <laughs> life has just gotten more and more chaotic and insane since 2012. It's so yeah. true. So Absolutely. we're not alone. That's the so data does not lie. No, <laughs> <laughs> the data doesn't lie. The next question was, would you have an illegitimate baby with your celebrity crush? This one is 50, 50. I did wow. not expect that. I expected a lot more people to be like, mm, no, what that's kind of weird. Heck? But people love their oh celebrity God. crushes, yeah. I guess. You guys, that's so cool. Oh, this is um, so wow, I mean, that's kind of awesome. I, I think that's... You go. I think, uh, yeah, you I go. love that. You live. A little celebrity baby. I wonder what celebrities they are. I know, that's who why you... I was looking at, like, who said yes. I was yeah. like, mm -hmm. maybe who I can like guess, enough? but I can't. But no. I can't guess based on the information. Nope. <laughs> God. All right, the next one is, do you feel like history is stagnant and progress is over? <laughs> 41 of you said yes 41 percent not 41 41 percent yeah 41 percent yeah. <laughs> and 59 percent said no this is mm. a pretty even split i think that's kind of interesting mm -hmm. 
Lots of people are like, yeah, no, history is uh, still moving yeah, forward. I, I don't know. I feel like progress is over. But that's cool that people are optimistic for the future. I like that. I like that. Good and the you. final question was, have you or someone you know been inside oh. the Statue of Liberty's torch? <gasps> One person <gasps> said yes. This was Courtney's Mandela theory. Two last of you said yes. Oh, they There's did. two yeses. Oh, my God. We need to message them. <gasps> One of them we know. <laughs> Yeah, because this is this is the Mandela effect that apparently people have never been able to go up there or like it was closed in like before the 100 war. years ago or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like in a newspaper that it was closed, but people claim to have been up there within the past 20 years. Like people had no idea that it was closed and I'm That's crazy. That's I'm so thrilled that Me too. I was so excited so when I voted amazing. in yeah. this. It was 100% no and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, man, like the Mandela yeah, effect is Mandela real. effect. Yeah. But that's crazy. There's so two. We proved yeah. it. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, you'll be expecting a message. Sorry. <laughs> CERN is real. <laughs> <laughs> the black hole. Oh god. Well, and I hope you guys are enjoying this uh week of being a black hole, being in a black hole. Mm. Thank you so much for participating oh. in the polls. Yeah. And also, since you participated in these polls, you should go out and participate in the, the national polls. Please go and vote. It's like I think it's election day when this comes out, maybe. Yeah, I think so. It's around there. Please go vote. If you're if you're <laughs> listening to this, vote in those polls, not necessarily our polls. Yes, yeah, today yeah. is election day. Go. Go, go vote. vote. Wow. <laughs> That's, wow, crazy timing, huh? Oh my gosh. We're just for the people. Yeah, go vote. You know we gonna be voting. Let's I already vote voted. together. Oh, she's early on the votes. No, I'm gonna vote on the day, I'll probably. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we... This version of us will talk to you next week, but mm. you enjoy the rest of the podcast with the past ah. version of us. Their past selves. <laughs> Their past selves, yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay. Shall we move on? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> All right, friends. Um, welcome to the first part of the podcast where I'm going to be talking about my, not really opinion, once again, just 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 stuff just chatting and i wanted to talk about the royal family and not only the royal family but all of the conspiracy theories that they have about them because they have a lot Mm. um yeah just a disclaimer i won't be touching any of the really dark ones because the (laughs) royal family has some really dark um and tragic conspiracy theories about them we might mm-hmm. save that for another week. This one is going to be the lighthearted and stupid ones. I like it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like lighthearted and stupid. Mm-hmm. We try to keep it lighthearted and fun here for you guys. Lighthouse. We try to keep it lighthearted and stupid. Oh, Although yeah. We're we are not under Britain because we are in Canada. <clears throat> yeah. We still, personally, I don't feel any loyalty to the queen. Do you? Well, I am actually half British. Shit. That's my a good mom, point. My, my mother is from britain you know she's from the motherland she's got the accent yes yes (laughs) but (laughs) i personally i don't know if detest is too much of a strong word but i really don't like (laughs) the royal family now this may be an opinion for another day but like i think that they are the kardashians of the uk i think that they are just like a high profile family that serves no purpose other than to like fuel gossip true and that their wealth could be better used i don't really get why they're still there and why people care about them so much but i know that's very controversial because a lot of brits are like 
will die for the crown. Yeah, yeah. I've but heard I don't like, get some it. crazy I think loyalty stupid. stories about like, how you much have a they government. Oh. Why is there a queen? I don't get it. <laughs> what does she do? Their history? Maybe they just love history like so much, you know? I guess so. There's always been a queen. I'm not really 100% sure. Yeah. But it's weird. I don't really get it. It's weird. They're an older country than Canada. Maybe we don't really understand like country loyalty because we're a pretty young yeah. country, you know? Yeah, that's true. Ish years. That's fair. That's fair. I still just think that they don't serve much purpose. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure they use, like, taxpayers' money to do a lot of their shit. And yeah, I don't know why. Because, like, what do they do for anyone other than I just, like, know. tour the UK and, like, wave yeah. at people? I don't, I don't they get it. They pretend to do, like, humanitarian things. Yeah. Uh, they kind of try to help people, but by only really by giving them publicity. And then the second that the royal family leaves, it's like, publicity's gone. Yeah. Once the royal family's out, so is any care in the world about yeah. anything that they might, might have backed yeah like i think See. they have some like humanitarian projects within britain kind of thing but at the same time they're paid with taxpayer money and then yeah. they use that money <laughs> to help people <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like you just gotta there's an extra step in there that we don't need and that extra step is the royal family but anyways yeah, anyways yeah. anyways <laughs> let's get into the conspiracy theories because i don't okay. want to get too political about that <clears throat> about the royal family mm-hmm. all right the royal family so, can't get too political either you know that's true choose very carefully that's true they're gonna back okay go ahead go ahead all right <laughs> so um the first conspiracy theory that i came across that kind of sparked this whole interest into all of the conspiracy theories is that prince charles we all know prince charles he's the kind of like dead looking old man is a vampire <laughs> okay what (laughs) yeah that's the first conspiracy theory oh my god hold on i need to google a picture of prince charles just to get this like image into my head oh oh it's once you see a picture of him it's gonna be crystal clear you're gonna be like no further explanation needed oh oh yeah i see you see you see it yes okay yes so there's of course his looks but this conspiracy theory actually goes a little bit deeper because his genealogy on his mother's side, on his maternal side, ca- side can be traced back to Vlad the Impaler. Okay. Whoa. And now okay. that Vlad the Impaler was an extremely violent ruler in the 1400s. Oh. And according to legend, he used to dip his bread in like the blood of his victims and eat it. Oh. And gross. Vlad the Impaler is what um, Dracula was based off of. When he wrote the book, who who wrote the book of Dracula? I don't know. Bram Bram Stoker. Okay. He wrote Dracula, but he used Vlad the Impaler as inspiration because Vlad the Impaler was said to be a vampire because he used to eat his victim's blood. And Prince Charles is a descendant of him. And so um, Romania, which is like the world's capital of vampirism where i don't really know i don't get it but romania has <laughs> stuff with vampires yeah <laughs> they have kind of taken this joke a little bit further in that they sell um like posters and like calendars of prince charles no way <laughs> in like transylvania or like no in romania <laughs> um fuck? as like a tourist thing and they crowned oh. prince charles as the prince of transylvania because of his oh links my. to the region but I- <laughs> That's so crazy. I can't believe they got clearance for that from Prince Charles. I don't think they got clearance from it. I don't think they, no, they did not get permission. They were just like, we're just, we're going to do this. They could just do it. Yeah. Love that. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then there's like a there's an interview where Prince Charles is actually like quoted to say that he's like joking around, but he says that like Transylvania is in my blood. So he like kind of hints oh, at the fact that he might be a vampire. The conspiracy theories, yeah. A little bit. And then on top of that, um, for phyria is a disease that makes you iron deficient and makes the skin sensitive to sunlight. And now. If we do a little genetics lesson here, when you like interbreed a lot within the same gene lines, your genes become really weak and you get a lot of diseases. And so this is a disease that is really prevalent amongst um, the royal family. Oh. Because of throughout history, there hasn't been much diversity in their genes. That's um, so crazy. That's so, like, we need to keep the bloodline strong, but really you're just making never, it weaker. I never understand these things when people are like, <laughs> we can only like... I can't think of a better word than breed, but like <laughs> breed <laughs> okay. with other people we'll who are like within, you know, your like race or like culture or I understand like trying to keep your ties to your race and culture. But when you For like sure. close oh, yourselves off thing. like that, you Just guys make cousins. yourself a lot weaker. Yeah. <laughs> Genetically, <laughs> a lot weaker. Yeah, you're not doing yourself any favors. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh-huh. You're just speeding up extinction at that point. unfortunately yeah you're so susceptible to so many more diseases Mm -hmm. i heard the other day that apparently having a lazy eye or blue or green eyes is a sign of inbreeding in your past and apparently it's like the weaker thing because like blue and green eyes are like weaker to the Mm -hmm. sunlight yeah they're recessive yeah 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 crazy right wow yeah so yeah the royals have this disease i think prince charles has it um, which makes him really pale and sensitive to sunlight. So I don't know. Does he have the disease or is he a <laughs> is vampire? He vampire? We, we will never know. <laughs> I love All right. That. So that was the first conspiracy theory. These, this is going to be like quick summary of all conspiracy theories. There's really not much more that I can go into many of these theories. They're very okay. service level theories. I love not that. much following on the internet, just like tweets, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this one. This one was actually believed, like, a long time ago. This one's an older conspiracy theory, but it's that Queen Elizabeth, not the one that's alive right now, but Queen Elizabeth I, I think. Oh. I don't know which one is alive right now. I don't know what number she is, but Queen Elizabeth I, I there's Yeah. This one, this one I love. Okay. So there's a conspiracy that she was actually a boy. Okay? Okay. And so when she was young, um, there was, a, like, a plague in her kingdom, in the kingdom. And so her dad sent her away to, like, another village so that she would mm-hmm. stay safe from the plague. And so the conspiracy is that she died when she was sent away, when oh. she was young, but that the people who were taking care of her were too scared to tell the king, King Henry, <laughs> that her daughter had, that his daughter had died, oh like, in God. their care. So they wanted to replace her. But there were no other girls in the village that were, like, around her age. There was only yeah. one little boy named Neville. <laughs> so they planted neville as a decoy and they were like here's your daughter and they just oh, gave him God. neville <laughs> and, and he just never noticed yeah and he just never noticed and now this queen is like famous she's called the virgin queen because mm-hmm. she never had any kids and she never got married and okay. so that kind of supports the theory of her actually being a man of dude yeah for yeah. sure that makes sense <laughs> um and apparently this theory was to explain why she was such a strong ruler 
Oh. And now okay. there is an important sentence that just made me laugh at the end of this conspiracy. It's that this conspiracy has now been disproved as simply a case of misogyny. <laughs> case of misogyny <laughs> don't worry guys so it was funny. disproved it's just misogyny <laughs> yeah 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 like maybe she was just a strong ruler who just was yeah. like didn't want to have sex maybe she was yeah. on the asexual spectrum and she was like ah, i'm actually good i hate men they're like she must be a man <laughs> yeah why else wouldn't she you doesn't want like this men? fine piece of male alpha <laughs> alpha booty <laughs> and then there's this like there's this other conspiracy about her I, time i didn't really write it down but that she was like sleeping with like her head of the horse i don't know what the head of the horse is but like stable boy something like that yeah but i think that maybe she was just like dedicated to her job yeah yeah she had a lot going on in her own life female she was the queen yeah guys come on she had stuff going on okay she didn't have time for relationship for men children for kids raising yeah you you can't raise children she had children. You don't want to. <laughs> she already had to take care of the entire country, guys. Yeah, exactly. She had a billion children. What do you want from many her? People. <laughs> all right, strong so... ruler equals man. They're like, yeah. oh, that explains it all. There's no. They're way like, it must be Neville. Queen. It, it has yeah. to be Neville. Obviously, <laughs> there's no way Elizabeth is Elizabeth. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Alrighty, the next one is that Meghan Markle is a political ploy. And the political ploy is for Britain to reabsorb the United States. Okay? And now... Interesting. Yes. This is because when... Oh, I guess they've already had kids. So their kids are both Americans because she's American. Okay. And royals. So technically, if they have two kids, one of their kids could be king and the other one could be president of the United States at the same time. Yeah. And that would present the perfect opportunity for Britain to reabsorb and gain power over the United States again. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that's a great idea. I doubt that they thought about it that far. I'm not going to lie. I think they just like met at a party and. (laughs) Yeah. And they were like, they were cute uh, or something. You're cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They had like similar interests, you know, and then she found out that he was the prince and she, you know love happened i think they're yeah. just in love i don't think that they have any yeah. like big plans to reabsorb the states i don't think that there's any saving the states at this point to no. be honest even if they were reabsorbed into england i'm not mm. saying england is better than the states but i don't think that putting those two together would necessarily I don't think do any so. good and the funny I... thing about this one was that it was a joke tweeted by somebody on twitter just like an yeah. lol at the wedding kind of thing like this could happen and then yeah. i think a bunch of like republicans picked it up and they were like oh no yeah <laughs> this is the plan and they got like QAnon does an entire expose <laughs> <laughs> does an entire series mm-hmm. about it damn that would be really sick although mm-hmm. i feel like maybe there would be like a lot of peace if that were to happen maybe it would be abso- about reabsorbing anyone maybe it would just be about peace among the states and the uk yeah and the rest of maybe north america and whoever else is under the queen maybe it would be better for the world maybe it would make every other parent in the world feel like inadequate yeah these parents are like oh yeah one of my kids is the king and the other (laughs) one is the president of the united states like what are your kids doing Uh, the christmas card would be i think that they were like excommunicated from the royal family though i don't think that he can ever i don't think that the, the male or female could ever become 
king or queen. I think they have no, some No, they sort still of can. They still can. Ex- They're still part of the royal family. Yeah. They, have, they weren't yeah. excommunicated. They were... They still communicate, but I don't think that... They step down from their, like, official roles as royals. Yeah. It's like leaving a job, but they're still mm-hmm. part of the family. But yeah, Harry so. was I never... Don't... I'm pretty sure Harry was never in line for the throne, so it doesn't right. really matter. It was just a hypothetical situation. I think if, know. like, seven people die, yeah, you know, he would be king, but they're <laughs> not really concerned at this point. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Damn. I heard this really sad story about mm. um, the birth of their first son. Um, yeah. That when they were in the hospital, like while Megan was giving birth, the queen pulled the security detail from the hospital. And oh, like that yeah. was, a f- yeah, isn't that so sad? And that was like the first royal baby born without any sort of like security or anyone around. And it's like, that's so fucked up to leave a child. Like it's a child. They literally I have know. done nothing wrong. And you're just feeding them to the freaking wolves paparazzi you know and like to anybody else who is like oh my god a new baby a royal baby like people do be crazy out there they would be stalking yeah. they would be creeping i feel like nobody's so got sad. trauma like harry and what's his brother william the other one yeah the one that's married to kate yeah, yeah william and kate yeah i don't definitely. think anyone's got trauma like they have trauma definitely their mom was diana yeah eh? yeah and, like, the whole world believes that, like, their grandma, like, killed their mom and yeah. their family is both a business and a family. Yeah. Their grandma. And they believe that, that Diana had an affair with, like, one of the stable boys or something and that Harry isn't the legitimate that is, child. That is my next conspiracy. Is it really? Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take it <laughs> <Okay>. away. <laughs> okay. Because this one I believe. This one, yeah, 100%, this legit. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, because Diana that... was in such a loveless marriage. Like, yeah, also, thing. okay. Okay, so the theory is that Prince Harry isn't the son of Prince Charles. Many claim that the real father is James Hewitt, um, yeah. who had an affair with Diana when she was still married to Charles. Now, this one, oh my God. I, like, didn't know this conspiracy theory was a thing, but every time I look at those two brothers, I'm like, there is no way. There's absolutely no way that these people are related. Like, (laughs) no. And if you look at, like, Prince Charles and Prince Harry next to each other, you're like, where did that happen? Where's the giant forehead? Where is the widow's peak in the balding? Yeah. Because William looks so much like, not like so much like, he looks, he he looks similar to Charles. A lot further from death than Prince Charles (laughs) does. (laughs) But, like... Yeah, that's mm. true. They have completely different face faces. Like their noses yeah. are totally different. Like Harry's nose is like is like a peak, you know? It's like Yeah. It has like a shape to it. <laughs> yeah, and he's like ginger also. And his teeth are totally different. Mm-hmm. Like completely different. And then if you look at pictures of James Hewitt next to um oh, Harry, shit. it's some convincing evidence, yeah, I gotta say. Yeah. <clears throat> also, James Hewitt is a ginger. Oh, perfect. Well, that's... I mean, say I no more. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't think Diana has any ginger in her. Well, I she think... did that night. Oh! <laughs> that was good, dude! <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> that was solid. That's all five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think her... I think Diana's... I saw a picture of, like, her brother on the internet. I think it was, like, yesterday. I think he's, like, you know, 
in between blonde and ginger so it could be from oh, her side but i, I think know. you need to have two ginger like jeans to I get so. a ginger though so yeah i think and that's like how that prince works. charles is not ginger no i don't know what is going on in that brain but what happened to james hewitt anyways was he's he still alive was killed in a motorcycle accident oh okay uh i don't know actually I just read that he, man. like, commented on this, and I assumed that he was still alive, but it just I occurred see. to me that he could have commented on it before he died. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what's oh up God, with him. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. And so the next one is that Kate Middleton is feuding with Beyonce. Oh, and I thought yeah. this one was hilarious, because I was like, who, first of all, who cares? Fuck? Second of all, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> so... Um, this one is very short and sweet. It's just that the royal family announced um, Kate's third pregnancy on Beyonce's birthday. Um, so now <laughs> the internet believes that they're feuding because they Duh. believe that it was intentional on the part of the royal family to outshine Beyonce. <laughs> wow. On her birthday. Shit. On her birthday, too, of all on days. Like, birthday. you couldn't have waited until it wasn't Beyonce's birthday. You know, there are 365 days in the year. Come on now. And you chose Beyonce's birthday? <laughs> The nerve. The absolute nerve. This I is just like, another example of the royal family just, like, being on their high horses, you know? Yeah. And being like, like, we are better than all celebrities because we're royals. But you're just a celebrity. But also, <laughs> these people's lives to be, like, the whole entire world needs to be only focused on my birthday today. That's insane. To have a world audience to your birthday. That's to expect the world. Point. I'm not saying that Beyonce expects the world to. The, yeah, the fans of Beyonce. The fans expect everyone to know. The world to celebrate her birthday. Like, I'm sure there's lots of people that announce their pregnancies on my birthday. But it does not matter. <laughs> <laughs> They're not trying to outshine me, you know? Yeah. It would be different if the royal family, like, dropped an album on the same day as Beyonce dropped an album or something <laughs> right? like that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be I would want to listen to that. That yes. would be beef. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, announcing a pregnancy, like, Come on, I don't guys. know. I don't even think they're friends. Like, that's the other thing. If they're friends, maybe. If Kate and Beyonce had ever been spotted together, maybe. (laughs) But, like, I don't think they have. I wonder if Beyonce actually feels that way. Or if she was, like, super happy for them. She's like, oh, what a great day. It's my birthday and the royals are having a baby. Yeah. She seems like a nice person. Yeah. I got two more. First one is that Meghan Markle is a robot. (laughs) Oh, this one's kind of funny, actually. That would so, be on left field. I wasn't seeing that. I did not see that coming. <laughs> this one is because um, there is like an episode of Britain's Got Talent where Megan and Harry were in the audience of Britain's Got Talent. And um, at some point they like replaced them with wax figures as to advertise this new like exhibition oh, that was okay, going on. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, like, tell the audience that they were, like, replacing them or the people at home that they were replacing them. So it, like, it was panned like to Harry and Megan. And Harry and Megan was, like, expressionless and, like, not blinking. And it really yeah. freaked people out because they didn't have any warning that there would be a wax figure. So yeah. then the whole internet went on this whole conspiracy that she's a robot. Even though so the funny. exhibition was, like, no, guys, it was it was us. Like, it was a wax figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, now the whole internet thinks that she's a robot. <laughs> that's so funny 
Yeah. Oh, God, that's such a bad idea. That reminds me of this mm. one time when One Direction was doing the same thing. It was like Madame Tussauds wax figures. That's what and it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so the they like brought in fans and they were like, OK, you're going to meet the wax figures. And it was the real people. But they just stood as still as they possibly could. <laughs> and then the girls went up to the wax figures and were like, wow, what the hell? Like so close to their faces. They're like, they look real. And then they were like, oh, my God, he just blinked. <laughs> And then they started moving. And it was like, you're meeting the real band. But Aww. like, yeah, they like to do those kinds of things to show off how close to life their wax figures are, you know? Yeah. Poor Megan, though. This one. Yeah, that really She kind of got the brunt of the joke on They should have also replaced Harry so that they were both sitting there expressionless. I feel like they did replace Harry, but Harry didn't get any beef from it. Only Megan. Oh, of course. Of course. It's, I mean, she yeah. always gets the freaking shit end of the stick. I think we time. can excuse this one as a simple case of misogyny as well. <laughs> simple case of misogyny (laughs) alrighty so the last one is kind of interesting actually the last one is that Jack the Ripper was the grandson of Queen Victoria wow yeah so many believe that it was Prince Eddie who was the grandson of Queen Victoria who was Jack the Ripper and this is because there was a surgeon who knew the identity of the killer Um, He died in the 1970s, but before he died, he claimed that Jack the Ripper was a scion of a noble family. And he went on further to say his grandmother, who outlived him, was very much the stern Victorian matriarch and widely and deeply respected. So that led everyone to believe that the person he was talking about was Queen Victoria. And then they kind of deduced that the killer must be your grandson. And That's people so believe that he was never caught because there was a huge cover-up that was led by the queen that she protected him as he was out murdering the people of London. So was he... S- what happened to Jack the Ripper? Did he die or like was he still murdering the people of London? He, Did he go to prison? No, they never caught him. Oh, they never They don't know who him. he was. Yeah, so that's why it's this, like, huge mystery in, like, that's British so history. And people believe that, like, he was never caught because the queen was covering up for him, like, his identity. But then I feel like, how how did he stop killing? I don't he think just that serial killers are just like, I'm going to stop killing today because my mom said so. Because <laughs> <laughs> grandma said so. Yeah, because my grandma <laughs> told me not to anymore. I mean, like, he could have died, you know? There's a lot of things that could have happened. But if they don't know who it is, then they don't know, like, why he stopped, you know? Mm-hmm. He just stopped killing people and, like, ripping them up one day. That's so interesting. Well, grandma said so. Can yeah. serial killers just stop? I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, he might like, have... Like, again, he could have just died. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. might have been why he stopped. But... Wow. Or maybe, like, the queen, like, locked him up. She was like, no more. No more going out on him. school nights. No more murdering <laughs> school nights. <laughs> wow. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. That's and so those crazy. are... I mean, there's one... There's another one that they're members of the Illuminati. But there was absolutely no context to that one. That was it. That was the I point. That, that was yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I think that everyone kind of thinks that anyone in, like, the echelon mm. of society is also connected to the Illuminati. Yeah. However, I have seen some evidence that if you are in the Illuminati, you um, are also doing that thing where you, like, drink blood. So mm. you have, like, youth <laughs> and beauty and you're, like, are yeah. you forever type of thing. Yeah, because there's other the conspiracies stuff. that the queen is a cannibal and that's how she's lived so long is because she's consuming human flesh. <laughs> cool to preserve her youth (laughs) (laughs) wow she might be yeah a little eyeball with dessert (laughs) you never know 
little oh no I'm not i guess say we'll it. never I'm know too much i was gonna say a little, little poop soup but little poop soup. <laughs> i doubt she's drinking poop soup she's drinking like intestine soup ew ew gross but yeah those are the light-hearted conspiracies of the royal family the ones that don't go too dark into murder and nazism and (laughs) there's there's a lot of them but those ones are the light-hearted ones not on this podcast not on this episode Mm -mm. stay tuned maybe Mm -mm. someday Mm -hmm. in the future we can do something about yeah you just some stuff you can't just like skip over those ones you know those ones aren't bullet points those ones are yeah that's a a good point yeah they deserve an entire 30 minutes an entire 25 minutes however long these sections end up being you know (laughs) that was so fun yeah which one was your favorite um hmm that's tough i feel like my favorite one was probably about kate and beyonce (laughs) because it's so you're like why there yeah Yeah. it's It's just really out there how about yours my favorite one 100 percent, is the queen elizabeth being a boy and just that oh yeah simple case (laughs) of misogyny it just made me laugh (laughs) oops misogyny (laughs) they just didn't believe that women could be strong leaders oops lol (laughs) Well, <laughs> pass it off. It's fine. It's just, just a little bit of sexism. It happens. It was normal for the time. It was it's a fine. different time. <laughs> okay, guys. Welcome to the second half of the podcast, and. Um, this week, I want to talk to you guys about the pandemic. Kind of, Ooh. not really. Don't worry. <laughs> it's not going to be like full pandemic talk. Obviously, the pandemic we're currently experiencing has been pretty horrible. But in my opinion, there are some small like design mm-hmm. aspects or lifestyle aspects that I have really benefited from or have caught myself being like, maybe we should keep this after the pandemic. Maybe this is just a better way of doing things. Maybe we've just discovered something new that before we just didn't give it the time. And now we have this kind of like new way of life and it's kind of cool. So I wanted to like, okay, for example, Mm -hmm. I don't mind wearing a mask in a public bathroom specifically. (laughs) (laughs) And I want that to be socially acceptable moving forwards you know what i mean i keep seeing these tiktoks about how gross public bathrooms are and how like the poop particles and the pee particles are everywhere and like i even see stuff about why you should be wearing underwear it's because every time you fart all the poop particles are going everywhere and all over your clothes and stuff like that and it's like okay if we don't want them all over your clothes your own clothing then why do you want strangers poop particles and pee particles in like your nose and in your mouth and like in your nostril and i don't know if you guys have seen this one too but they were talking about how gross hand dryers are because like yeah they just like blow it all everywhere right yes as you can imagine it just unsettles all of the all of the disgusting bacteria and particles and then just like moves it around everywhere probably leaving your hands a little grosser than they were before (laughs) and like it gets all over your hands it gets all over your phone it gets all over your purse your clothes like everything and also the smell some public bathrooms like especially at like on routes for example Mm. or in the mall 
Mm. are just so nasty and like I just find it so helpful to have a mask yeah in the bathroom and to just like I feel safer I feel like maybe strangers poop particles aren't affecting me as much as Mm -hmm. they were possibly before and I really only smell like my own little pocket of air and just a really diluted version of (laughs) of what I would have before and I want this to be like socially acceptable I want it to I want to always have the option of doing this without mm-hmm. offending other people you know what I mean I want people to be like I get it I get yeah. it I don't want to feel like the asshole who's like I'm better than yeah. you and I'm in a public bathroom and I have to wear a mask because yeah. this is disgusting yeah. I want it to be a norm that people wear masks if you want it's an option in the public <laughs> bathroom you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for us we do like a lot of um like pit toilets because you know we go out like hiking and stuff like that so they're just like you know the giant hole and then there's just like a toilet on top and like obviously there's like a little outhouse building kind of thing so i find masks super helpful now i always wear like there's absolutely no reason for me to be actually wearing a mask in those buildings because they're kind of outside like you know there's not really covid risk but a hundred percent every time i have my mask on because it just helps so much i'm like i'd rather not breathe this Mm-mm, definitely not especially mm. in like the outhouse type of situation too like the ones in the forest seem a little bit like better maybe even than like the ones the blue ones that you can just like move around from place to oh, place oh like porta potties like yeah like porta potties and it has like that nasty fucking like blue shit in it and it's just like bleh, i don't even want to talk about it yeah. it's so gross <laughs> <laughs> but the mask is so much it just it just helps it just makes yeah. it for a more comfortable experience you know and now that we've all been going to the bathroom in the comfort of our own homes, I feel like going back, oh, it's going to suck. And so I think disgusting. that this is just something that we need to hold on to and that we need to, like, keep keep doing. It's just, it's not really, like, an invention or anything, like some other things mm-hmm. that I'm going to get into. Um, but it's just, like, a lifestyle thing that I think is nice. An invention from okay. this current pandemic or just, like, a change that they've made that I feel like is quite helpful is... Um, arrows and stickers on the ground of stores <laughs> that tell people about the flow of the store. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's a good idea. <laughs> I know. It's so small. And, like, at first, I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. What a, what a pandemic time. They, they need to tell us where to stand. But it's like it gets rid of so much social anxiety. Of, yeah. Or is this person in line? Do I should I stand behind them? Are or like it, why is this person making a second line next to the cash register when I'm in the line here? Like you don't want to confront somebody about being mm-hmm. in the line, you know what I mean? And this yeah. is just kind just of just stand like, on your little dot. You're in the right place. You're doing the right thing. You're in the line. Yes. So mm-hmm. along these lines, haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was looking into some other positive things that have come from pandemics in the past or kind of like tragedies in the past and I wanted to share them with you guys. So the first kind of like positive thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about from kind of like tragedies or pandemics, mostly just kind of like big tragedies or big things that have happened such as the depression or such as like wars and stuff and positive things that have come out of those. So first is the Great Depression of the 1929 to 1939 is technically when it happened in the states which is kind of what i'm going to talk about a little bit just specifically Mm -hmm. new york and it happened in different times all over the country but the great depression's connection with mini golf (laughs) oh (laughs) 
So during this time, right? During this time, there was like the huge economic recession. The stock market crashed. People were losing their jobs. There was hunger. There was poverty. Things were either becoming too expensive or completely lost all their value. And in New York, one of the things that lost all its value was real estate. So this forced people to get creative with the use of real estate. And they wanted to make money any way that they could off it. The cost of real golf courses was obviously way too high. No one was making enough money to even go to them at this point. And so they decided that mini golf courses were going to be the new thing. People started to make mini golf courses out of like literal garbage, like the most random things that they could possibly find. Pipes, tires, (laughs) scraps of metal. Like they got creative too. They would build it under billboards that were showing advertisements to keep it lit up in the night so that they didn't have to pay for electricity. Oh, isn't that so creative? And there was mini golf courses on rooftops everywhere in New York in abandoned lots that people weren't we were using anymore. Even like restaurants that weren't getting paying customers would turn their floor into a mini golf course because there was way more of a chance That's that people so were going to go. I know, right? <laughs> people started turning their backyards into Aww. mini golf courses. Yeah, and it was like a pretty cheap kind of entertainment thing and there was so many that you could go to. And I mean, like, it it caused people to get super creative. It attracted quite a crowd. And then eventually they started to up their game. They started to make the giant windmills or landscapes, forest. There was one with the Great Wall of China, a recreation of the Taj Mahal. (laughs) I know. And other like Rube Goldberg type type devices to get the ball into the hole in like creative ways. Um, At one, there was even... A trained monkey that would go after the ball if you lost it. <laughs> That's so cool. I wish we still had that. Oh, me too. Like, <laughs> I'll go after the ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm happy mini golf still exists, but I we need the monkey. <laughs> we need the monkey back. We should have kept that feature. Yeah, yeah. I or totally like a dog, agree. a golden retriever. Oh, that would be so. You lost cute. your ball. Just you running just... around the thing. It's like, <laughs> and it brings it back to you because it would play fetch. The monkey just like stole them. Oh. <laughs> A little bit of an inefficient system. (laughs) Maybe that's why they didn't get rid. They didn't keep Uh, it. They were like, oh, people don't actually love this. It's cute on paper. But then you actually go and it's like (laughs) the monkey just steals your (laughs) stuff. And then like later in the 1930s, there was the invention of turf, fake grass. And Mm. that made mini golf even better, even more popular. So much so that this time became known as the madness of the 1930s. Which is Ooh. just so funny and kind of ironic to me because there was actual madness going on, you know? Like, there was, <laughs> there was actual... There was like, death. Poverty. poverty. And <laughs> hunger. And people did not have jobs. But people were going to mini golf and people were crazy about mini golf. And that's how, like, some people choose to remember the 30s. That's amazing. Isn't it They're so like, we might not eat tonight, but we will play <laughs> mini golf. I think mini golf was like a cheap because it was like a cheap kind of form of entertainment. And I think that as we firsthand know, like during Mm. times of like Great Depressions or pandemics, people still need distraction and people still need like recreation and things to do. So it's just kind of like a really cool example and just like really cute and really interesting. And so many of the things from the mini golf craze like are still existing today and it's just like a little bit of history for you next time you go to mini golf wow. i didn't know that brought to you by the great, great depression 
exactly. Um, the next one that I want to talk to you guys is cans, tin cans and can openers. And oh. this comes from the wars. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Right. It does totally make sense. So it actually started in 1975 when Napoleon offered a reward to anyone who could create a better way of storing and preserving food mm. for the French army. Right. Ten years later, um, this guy, Nicolas Apert, who is also known as the father of canning, received a cash prize because he preserved the food by sterilization. And later uh-huh. that year, the tin can was invented. This guy, Nicholas, was doing it in, like, glass cans mm-hmm. at first. And then eventually they were just like, oh, let's do tin cans. And um, something interesting about this is that although the tin can was created in the 1800s, in the early 1800s, they actually didn't invent the can opener until 50 years later. <laughs> what were you doing? What? They were using a chisel and a hammer. <laughs> to open the cans and like it wasn't like took someone 50 years to be like there's a better way to do this there's gotta be a better way bro (laughs) it took someone so long to figure it out and the manufacturers of tin cans were like just take the hammer and the chisel and just pop it open just a few it'll take no time at all (laughs) like no one thought to could you imagine in your kitchen just pulling out a chisel and a hammer yeah to get your beans (laughs) like to get your beans my god totally and it was mostly used to be honest at this time it wasn't really used in kitchens it was mostly used like like during wars and stuff and mm-hmm. it wasn't until a little bit later that they started using it in kitchens because they started getting better flavors and they started like the soup soup in a can was invented in 1897 so that's mm-hmm. kind of when it became a household product and when people actually started to be like okay we can't just keep having hammers and chisels and we need to actually <laughs> invent something to like yeah. make this work so the first can opener was invented um a little bit a little bit around that time um and the can opener actually reached its peak of efficiency and awesomeness during it's world war Two. Yeah. <laughs> they invented this can opener which was like this device that could be folded and could oh. be completely flat so it takes almost no storage space not only was it a can opener but it was also a screwdriver a wow. letter opener a boot scraper <laughs> great a, a bottle opener <laughs> classic bottle opener yeah. on a can opener that's classic we still uh-huh. have that today a coffee stirrer <laughs> i think that's yeah. a stretch the a coffee stirrer is like, just a stick yeah <laughs> anything could be a coffee stirrer yeah your, your finger could double as a coffee stirrer yeah literally anything <laughs> um and a lot of people say that around this time was the peak of can openers because after the second world war refrigerators became a more household item so people yeah. didn't really like want to create new inventions onto the can opener instead now we just have like electric can openers like still super convenient still mm-hmm. super cool um but you know they kind of peaked and now they're just kind of in like an after the peak kind of situation. Cool. So cans have become a symbol of survivalism and are kind yeah. of synonymous with disaster and crisis. Kind of a truth. Kind of cool. Um, I was on this website. Yeah. Cancentral.com. <laughs> Ooh. Which says, accredits the history of the can is literally the history of Western civilization. And they are also quoted to say that our health and long life expectancy have benefited from nutritious canned foods. Lol. 
our wealth and productivity has increased as cans made their products more cost-effective and accessible, and the innovation and improvement of canned products has left more time for life and leisure. The okay, I was agreeing contemporary living. <laughs> with every point until that last one. Until the life and leisure. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think canned foods is giving me a life. I I, I mean, I don't eat all canned foods because it's not good for you. Yeah. So it's not yeah. going to lead to a long life of leisure if you're eating all <laughs> canned foods. But I this mean, website like is in love with cans. Like, yeah, it sounds like a little bit of propaganda they, there. A little bit, a little bit of can propaganda. They accredit our Can-anda. everything, Western civilization, all of Western civilization to the invention of the can. And it's funny that they said it's like nutritious. Like in this time, bro, people tell you the amount of sugar that they put in that shit. Like maybe if you buy like beans. Nutritious. Yeah, but then it's like just the beans. Thing. Yeah, not like canned soup, soup and stuff, stuff like that. Yes, you can't sodium. Live off that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nutritious stretch. <laughs> Long life expectancy. Yeah, maybe also a stretch a little bit. <laughs> um, and then the last thing about can openers is that there's this like device that the Australian Defense Forces use. Where it's a, they incorporate a small spoon at the end and a oh. bottle opener at the other and then like a can opener kind of in the middle. And oh. um, it's called the Field Ration Eating Device, also known as the acronym FRED. And in the Aww. field, they call it the fucking ridiculous eating device. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this three inch thing with a tiny little spoon and like, it's just wah, it wah. Is a little ridiculous. <laughs> totally. Wah wah. Wah wah. Okay, so the next thing is, these two are kind of quick fires. Super okay. glue. Ooh. Invented in World War II by accident when people were trying to make clear plastic for their guns. And they abandoned the invention. And then it was rediscovered and put to the test on a radio show where they showed that crazy glue can hold up a 3,000-pound car attached to a crane via glue for 10 seconds before it falls. <laughs> Is that crazy? That's crazy. I didn't know it was that strong. Yeah, it's that wow. strong. This was amazing for publicity for them. They were like, "Whoa, sick!" Now we we're selling out <laughs> the freaking thing. The next one, Pilates. Pilates in World War One. We have Joseph Hubertus Pilates to thank for yeah nice. his name. He actually started calling it um, control controlology. And it was used for soldiers who were injured as a way to, like, gain back their strength. It was kind of like a muscle rehabilitation thing. And then he opened up a place in New York where he was doing, like, controlology. And then I guess people started loving it. And then I guess he passed away. And then I guess now it's just called Pilates. But yeah, it comes from a German body- I... bodybuilder. Wow. What a... It... I'm just thinking about the fact that, like, the people who do Pilates today are, like white suburban rich moms but it was like invented totally. for soldier rehabilitation for, yeah is that so crazy, <laughs> crazy. I, I know is that <laughs> okay and now it's like such a such a like a yeah it's just kind of like seen as like a female thing but it started off as a male thing wow you can go to pilates too it yeah, was invented by a man who also worked as a circus performer interesting little fun fact okay so okay. the last one <laughs> yeah <laughs> that i want to talk about yeah. is wine windows um what the so there's a wine, wine window yeah so wine windows are these tiny little doors i guess okay. they're at about like hip height 
and they were mostly in um, Florence they became famous or more not famous but more of a thing when they changed their alcohol vending laws and they said that you could now sell alcohol from your home this was in the 1500s and they were like you can sell wine from your house so people would just put wine like through this little door and then just like close the little door and that's it you wouldn't have to like talk to anyone you wouldn't really have to like communicate other than ordering your wine kind of thing yeah right and when the black death came to europe They also realized the health benefits of not being in direct face-to-face contact. And it's kind of a way of quarantining while still running your business. Wow. Yeah, I know. So cool, right? And then they kind of got boarded up, closed up once they didn't need them anymore. And there's still like wine windows in Europe that actually became unboarded and cleaned and reopened in 2020. (laughs) For the pandemic. Yeah. No. Hey, that's, that's so cool. So I was cool. thinking that sounds like reminiscent of a lot of things that we have going on right yeah. now. Yeah. One of my examples is this place in Toronto called Cubby, um, which is literally just like eight wine windows like lined oh. up and it just they just open the little door and they just put your food. It's like a street facing kind of store and it's like mm. everything is a the kitchen. They never open a door to a customer and it's oh, just cool. the cubbies and you can it's like number one, number two, number three, number four, whatever you wait outside for your food. They put it on the windowsill. They close the door and you can go up and get your food i love that yeah is that so Amazing. sick so that's kind of like a did modern they, wine window did yeah. they open before the pandemic i don't think so i think it was a pandemic invention oh, okay cool they kind of were like hmm there's an opportunity here this? yeah exactly exactly I like it. <laughs> so with all these in mind let's let's think about what else should we keep from the pandemic i pose this question to you <laughs> the viewers Next time you're walking around in this pandemic, end of pandemic, (laughs) crossing my fingers, world, (laughs) walk around and be like, what is some things that we should keep? Working from home? Yes. (laughs) It's not an invention, more of like a lifestyle shift, but still pretty dramatic. Um, But I mean, like, I think it's taught people a lot. It's taught people that the separation from your job and your life needs to be a little bit clearer. Mm-hmm. Employees can't force employers, excuse me, can't force employees to stay at their jobs for longer than necessary. They can't micromanage them. <laughs> they, they can try. Can't. Yeah, they can definitely they still try. try. <laughs> you can't be forced to waste your time at work. Instead, you could waste your time at home. And you I can love do it. things that you actually enjoy, such as hanging out with your cats. I love doing that. Taking a break to just pet my cat. Like Same. That's what I do on my, my breaks. I go and I lie down on my bed beside my cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, now you can go outside, check on your plants. Like, we have a whole system filled out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there's changing that. Another thing is maybe limiting the amount of people that are allowed into places. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> totally agree with this. I, I mean, like, winners, thrift stores, <laughs> just, like, stores in general, maybe. And but even, like, restaurants. Like, I understand yeah. restaurants need to make a profit, but honestly, the dining experience when you're a little bit further apart from other people, so much better. Yeah. I would pay a few dollars more to have like a nicer dining experience. It's quieter, yes. less people around. Totally. I would pay more for that. Yeah, I would too. I, I remember so many times before the pandemic where like I would literally, I couldn't get out of my seat because it's like you're packed in. Yeah. And, like, you have to like push your seat back and then you like hit someone with your freaking bag or something like that. Like we don't we don't need to do that anymore it's just so cl- just too close another one maybe could be theme parks or amusement parks 
Now, I know that they're never going to agree to this because they make money off of people standing in line for four hours and Uh, only going on two rides. You know what I I mean? Like, they're still making money. They'll just, like, fill it up, fill it up, fill it up, and just, like, they don't give a fuck. And I totally get that. You know, just buy a fast pass or something. Or just limit the amount of people that are allowed in so that the rest of us have a much better experience at theme parks and amusement parks. I don't even like going to amusement parks anymore because I'm so traumatized by lines. <laughs> Maybe like personal space is another one. That was like a yeah, nice pandemic thing. Now is, if people stand it? too close to me, I'm like, yeah, that's that's much. Like, that's why a little are much. You so close. I can see <laughs> everything in your face. And maybe the last and the most important one for me is just kill the handshake. I never <laughs> want to shake. Please go see episode three <laughs> for some more context on this one. But I just don't think the handshake should come back. Mm, no. I don't like shaking people's hands. I never want to shake someone's hand again. I've been living in peace <laughs> in that aspect of my life. Like, other than that, it's been very much not peace. Um, but that part has been super <laughs> it's been very much not peace. Not peace. <laughs> the only peaceful part of Lydia's life yeah, is when not. she doesn't have to shake someone's hand. Literally. It's the only <laughs> peace I get, you know? <laughs> And then, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, maybe masks when you're sick. Maybe we can yeah. make that a thing so that you're not, like, infecting other people. Like, coughing into your sleeve is cool, but, like, maybe mm. just wear a mask when you're sick, too. Like, your air is also Honestly, contaminations. I don't know. I really, like, I know people hate masks. I really don't hate masks. I don't mind I don't them at all. don't hate them either. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know if it's, like, a thing as, like, a female, but it makes me feel more protected, more secure. Yes. It makes me feel like I can fly under the radar a little bit more and just, like, go about my errand without being disturbed. I'm I totally totally agree with you i don't like them when it's like too hot or something Mm. like that but i totally agree like now that my entire face has is like exposed again or sometimes when i'm outside and my whole face is just like open to the world i just feel so like vulnerable yeah yeah people can see me again damn it yeah (laughs) i liked it better yeah no i totally agree it does make me feel a lot safer and like i'll wear it like in the city whatever little sunglasses little mask little hood no one's bothering you bro exactly (laughs) exactly that's what i'm saying dead of night there's really not the worst yeah i agree it is a nice it's a nice comfort thing yeah i'm okay with it also here's another one maybe a little bit radical but guaranteed basic income i don't know sir did some good things for a lot of people that's true and maybe we should just keep like remember when there was that moment where everyone was like essential workers deserve to get paid more yeah maybe we should just keep that keep that thought that two three dollar raise that you were giving everybody i don't think that that should go away they're yeah. called essential workers that's I know the most ridiculous thing that they store, like but you need food <laughs> you they gave them a rate the most okay the most ridiculous thing for me was when we were doing serb and then people who still had to go to work were making less than serb and I was like, oh, yeah, we should be paying people who still have to go to work, like essential workers, people who work at like grocery stores and shit like that. Like they should be making a lot more money. Yeah. And it's so yeah. stupid that they're taking away their like emergency pay now or like their pandemic pay. Yeah. Because like, like you're not you're not essential like, anymore. You're still essential. Like people still need to go to the grocery store. Like it just shows the only things that were open were like the essential things. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like those people deserve a lot more money. Yeah. Yeah higher minimum wage totally agree. i like that i don't think that's radical at all i think people really need Thanks. to think about it and Thank like you. 
make more than $2,000 a month, maybe, if that's what CERB is offering. Like, that's a pretty good chunk of money. A lot of people yeah. quit their jobs because they were like, I'd be making yeah. more from CERB. <laughs> I, I saw this my like own job. I saw this tweet. I think it was yesterday about like somebody was like tweeting back at somebody who said like no one wants to go to work anymore, and she was like, no one ever wanted to go to work. Big no facts. one wants to work. No one wanted to like work themselves to death for a corporation and like waste yep. their life at a corporation that doesn't give a shit about them. Like maybe make their working lives better, and they'll want to come back to work. Yeah. No one wants yeah. to. What are you talking? Of course, no one wants to come back to work. Like that's not. You that's treated not them like shit. Crazy. No one wanted what do you to, mean? yeah, that's a good point. Like, no one ever wanted to go to work, you know? And it's like, now it's just things are, things are changing. Things and are I changing. hope that there will People be a better work life balance in the future. I hope so too. Yeah. I hope that this pandemic, I know for me personally, that this pandemic was like a really cool reset for me where it had been like so focused on like school and work that I wasn't really a person outside of it. Like when the pandemic started, I had like no hobbies. I didn't Mm -hmm. do anything except go to school and go to work. And then I had like a good, you know, eight, I don't know how many months it was, but like a couple months to like figure out who I was as a person outside of like working in school and keeping myself busy. And then I found Mm -hmm. out I was a person. And now that I'm going back to work, I'm like struggling because I'm like, I don't have time for this person that like I discovered. And now, so like, I think it's a really cool time for us to just maybe rethink how we see work in life yeah. and just like rejig our priorities a little bit. I think a lot of people had this like discovery over the pandemic that well, life like is life, not work. Yeah. There's life outside, you know, yes. there's better things. Than 100%. Working. I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about um, how different things are in, or sorry, it wasn't a podcast. I was talking to one of my clients <laughs> and he was talking about how different it is in Denmark and how, um, people in Denmark, they won't introduce themselves by saying like, hi, my name is Lydia and I'm an accountant, for example, right? Yeah. It'll be like, hi, my name is Lydia and I'm a runner. I'm a father. I'm a baker. And I also do accounting on the side. (laughs) And like, it's not their center of their lives. Like, it's never something that is kind of their definition of life. It's just something that you do to pay the bills so that you can live the life that you want to live. Your life isn't completely centered around your work like it's just so cool in Denmark that they just like have so much time for hobbies and I think they're one of those countries too that's doing Mm -hmm. the the lower work week so that you have more time for activities for family for so many other important things and for getting to know yourself and for like really being with yourself and liking that person (laughs) it's so important (laughs) it is it is and so yeah I hope I hope that we take some good from the pandemic because I think that there was a lot of bad, but I think there was also a lot of like, oh, maybe that wasn't working. Yeah. Moments. It was super eye-opening. So I really hope we don't go back like to what it was. No. When people say we're going back to normal, I'm like, Uh, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that either. I want, you know how they were saying that the pandemic is our new normal? I want to, I I want to that. I want a new, new. (laughs) Yeah. We want new, new. (laughs) We want a new, new normal. Yeah. (laughs) That's a hybrid. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> of the old normal and the new normal the new 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 normal please like that would be so amazing we need to completely like not completely shift our ideas around work and around the mindset of work but i mean some people have it worse than others some people are yeah. a little bit more like we need to reconsider yeah what is totally important. agree and yes in conclusion there is positive things from every disaster that happens there can always be something positive that you can get out of it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that's not too much of an over overstretch because I know the pandemic was very tragic and very terrible on mm-hmm. a lot of different kind of like aspects of it. And this is obviously just one aspect of the pandemic that we're talking about that like yeah. maybe like kind of the work-life balance is in jeopardy <laughs> a little bit. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Hope you got something Thanks, out of yeah. this. Yeah, that was cool. I learned a lot. Yeah, me yeah, too. I, mini golf, yeah. dude. I want to go mini golfing now. <laughs> same, seems. Now that I know it's history, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool, yeah. Yeah, I think it's cool to be able to like bring positive things out of a disaster. Even though it was disastrous. You know, at least you got something yeah. out of it. Oh. <laughs> How nice yeah <laughs> it was such like a deep end of the podcast we never yeah. get into emotions or seriousness i was like, like it i hope you guys <laughs> enjoyed that little sharing time yeah she had a little sharing time let us know what you think Ooh, okay hold on hold on i got yeah. one last positive that came out of the pandemic okay let's go <laughs> this podcast this podcast oh, came out yeah, of the pandemic <laughs> such a good one courtney of course oh wrap it up and put a bow on it that was beautiful thank you (laughs) good wrap good wrap yeah i totally agree i totally agree (laughs) so let us know what you guys think about this week's episode on our um social medias you can find us on instagram well well first of all i want to say thank you so much for listening of course whether you're in the car you're drinking coffee you're doing whatever it's the morning it's the afternoon it's the evening we want to thank you for being with us and thank you for listening to courtney's talk about the royal family and some little conspiracy theories there and thank you for listening to my portion about pandemics and about some positives and you can find us on instagram at very.unimportant.people where you can tell us about your opinions as well. Follow, like, subscribe. And you can also find us on Twitter <laughs> at VUnimportantPPL. You can find us on email where you can send us stuff <laughs> at and that's HatersClickHere at gmail.com. This is kind of a trade wreck. That's H-A-T-R-S-ClickHere at gmail.com. Send us anything. And we're looking for musicians always to get on the podcast. So if you are a musician or if you know a musician, we want your song to play at the beginning and at the end of the podcast. And get in the middle. Hype. And in the middle, too. Yeah. Get some get some hype, you know? Get some hype for the podcast. We love that. We'll hype you up, too. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also always find us on TikTok. And that's all for us this week. Have a great... Bye. Bye. See ya.